I play music loud, and and and, and my that, you know that was another problem with my exes. This bitch didn't like loud music, and I'm like, well, no, why you date black people? Cause like I we I don't know, I don't know any black people that don't clean the house with music playing. Who are these psychopaths that clean the house to quiet to silence? You know, and so if you ain't comfortable with music blasting, then we don't have any kind of taste in common with what. We enjoy being blasted. It's like I don't know if I. That's like me. That's like me and somebody that don't like to cuddle. Like don't like to be touched. Ugh. I might as well marry a witch. You ice cube. All right. Welcome back. BS with Brian Simpson, episode seventy-seven. We are back. Um. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to. Getting the advice from the advice champ, okay? Feel free to email us at BS with Brian Simpson uh, at gmail.com, right? If you if you need to send us a voicemail, okay, uh, you can go ahead and, and give us a call at uh wait a minute, uh, 323 451 1980. Okay. Um, also, don't forget, I host Bottom of the Barrel at the Comedy Mothership each and every Tuesday night. So the tickets will be on ComedyMothership.com. If you want to see me on tour, go ahead and go to Brian Simpson, uh, BrianSimpsonComedy.com. Yeah. Um, or you can go to any of my social medias, uh, which I'm BS Comedian at those places, and uh, click on the link tree there, link tree slash BS Comedian. Okay, we're back, Rob. What are the... Oh, yeah, if you want to support the pod, you know, don't forget to subscribe or share or, you know, whatever. Even if, even if, you are, if you're if you audio-only listener, go to YouTube, subscribe. You know, you never know. You might, you might want to... Also, see. hit up that Patreon for exclusive minisodes every week. Also, completely ad-free and uncensored episodes. Yeah, yeah, facts, facts. Um, okay, so... Yeah, just finished recording my hour for Netflix at Comedy Mothership. Everything went great. Um, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know when it's going to come out. All post-production stuff has to be done and so on. So, you know, got to pay people for songs and color correct and all of that shit. So. I got some questions about the process. If you don't mind, yeah. What's that? How long uh, had have you been working on the material that ended up in your hour? Oh, it's been various amounts of time. You know, it's like some of those, some of those, some of those jokes are like ten year. Uh, a couple of them are like ten years old. Some are like three years old, and some of them are like a year old. You know, or or even that, or like some of the some of the premises were started years ago, but then I didn't, didn't, you know, but I couldn't make them work, and then I didn't start working on them again until, you know, a couple years ago, and and then I didn't get the finishing piece until six months ago. You know, like it's like, it, yeah, because you know it just varies. How long have you been working on that particular hour? Because I think a lot of people don't know that when a comedian does an hour, it's like, it's not just assembling jokes in order. Like you're, 
you know, you have peaks and valleys and oh, right. you bring things um, around. It's a whole it's a whole product, you know. So I've been working on that particular hour for since I put out the half hour, so a couple of years. But but even that isn't really that accurate because it's because like it's like because what the hour was when I started working on it, it 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 literally changed. It literally changed a week before I shot it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's always changing and being tweaked, and you know, new tags and all this other stuff. And then you know, and the, the real the real cute part is now that it's done, I'm gonna have a bunch of better ideas. You know, that's just how right. it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better ideas for those bits. Yeah, right. Other okay. other angles, other takes, other tags. They're gonna come popping into my head, or some genius asshole is gonna share them with me. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little homage. I think some some of the some of the more prolific comics would be like, eh, yeah, just so you know, you could have said that. You know, right? There's like somebody running by and slapping you with their dick and, and running off. <laughs> and what do you do with that? Nothing. You Anything? Just Nothing. Suffer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so it looks like we got a voicemail from tony from new zealand and his wife yes Update. sir he's in the shit what's what's the shit in this situation or is he saying uh, with he's, the shits? no he's 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 in trouble he's in trouble brian and it's it's uh, a, it's uh, our fault he's in trouble with his so, wife yes yes sir so okay. first what we got to do is uh let's listen to a uh, an, a voicemail that he sent us all the way back on August 13th. So let me okay, play so that we, for us. So we missed it. Okay. Brian, Rob, big dog. Love hearing your voicemails, mate. I've got uh, good news and bad news. The bad news is that the only way that uh, you guys are going to get on what big dog wants and have your happy little picnics and barbecues or grilling, whatever you do over there, is uh, for Brian to be wrong and uh, the aliens to actually be true and come and invade us and then America will get together and you'll all be happy, family and save the world. But the good news is, the good news is for the rest of us, that already happens, mate, because no matter what happens out here, like you might be feeling a bit titchy and you've gotten to an argument with someone else in New Zealand who's of a different culture or background or ethnicity or whatever and then you'll see an American walk by and you ah, Fuck her now. Another big mouth yank. Mm. And we hug and walk off. We all have a great time and we can all bond over how much we dislike America. I think probably a lot of the world does that, except you guys, of course. You guys are great. Um, now, my wife's not quite ready to talk to you yet, Brian, but she has written a little letter here for you and Rob. So I'll, I'll just read that to you and we'll see, see what you think. Uh, Dear Rob and Brian, I hope you are well and enjoying some nice weather. We have had a terrible time of it here, what with the rain. I must say that I felt your apology was a little disingenuous. While I realise that boys will be boys and your locker room humour can appeal to a certain audience, I feel that you need to think a bit more about the feelings of the formerly hot-assed, crack-addicted female community. I look forward to hearing a more genuine and fulsome apology from you both. Yes, I heard you giggling in the background, Rob. Anyway, hoping this letter finds you as it leaves me and excellent health. Sincerely and best wishes, Fiona Rouse. Wait a minute. 
Is his wife real? That sounds uh, that sounds like a wife's letter. Right. Or it sounds like a crazy man who has an imaginary wife who wrote a letter to sound like a wife's letter. Because in this whole situation, it's not like we used to hear from his wife and then we and now we don't. Facts. You know, it's like he he just all we know about his wife is what he tell us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Unless she's on the second voicemail, is that what you're saying? Uh, no, but uh, but also I do have I you have know empathy if, for the for I have empathy for the form, for the crack addicted uh, former former hotties. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I thought I thought I thought my statement was dripping with empathy. You know, I wish they still had fat asses. You know, <laughs> that's a that's a tool that that's a tool that you know. You know, it's one of the few advantages that women have. You know, it's hard it's hard to lose that tool. You know. Like, how do you get things? I would also like to say, you know, I was giggling in the background, but it might be for a different reason than Fiona might think. It's that as you were saying that, I knew that I had to clip that for the shorts and the Instagram reels uh, because I knew that people would hate it. Women that get strung out, they still walk. Like they got the ass from before, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Ass missing. Like you, so when you see when you see a crackhead with a funny walk, just picture picture they got a fatter ass, and the walk makes sense. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. But um, and and I, and I was right because in spite of it being one of the most negatively received shorts uh, on our YouTube channel, it is also the one that has been viewed the most. So don't blame me. Oh, yeah. Blame the system. Somebody out there trying to pre-cancel me. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that the one that the lady uh, had a really negative thing to say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, multiple people had really negative things to say about it. So would you like to take this opportunity to to apologize to Tony's wife, Fiona, or... Uh, oh, oh, I feel like, I feel like I feel like you've made your, you've made your point. Is she... Did she... Did she lose her ass to crack? It sounds like she might have lost her ass to crack. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know what that is? I didn't think that any of my viewers would be formerly fat-ass crackheads. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I do have to think about that. Like they could hear this, you know. It's those Obama phones. See, they shouldn't even have that level of internet. You know, they well, homeless with five G. That's crazy. Four G, two G at best. They're in New Zealand, so I don't think they got the Obama phone. Oh right, and they probably have like pure crack or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They probably had like 50 gigabit internet on their phones because it's New Zealand. Right. And the purest crack cocaine available. So you said there's a second voicemail. There is a, there's an update. Okay. Uh, this is from, this is also from Tony. The title is I'm in the shit boys. Okay. 
that might, but who knows what that means in New Zealand speak? That might, that might just mean hello or whatever. I don't know what their slang is. Hey boys, Mr. New Zealand here uh, from the shed in the back paddock where I'm kind of living now after you guys uh, threw me under the fucking bus. <laughs> How did it come to this, you wonder? Well, let me tell you. A couple of weeks ago, sit down with the missus, listen to episode 75. Come on, babe, you're going to love this. You're going to get your apology on behalf of Brian and Rob to all the women in the world and listen to the episode it's coming it's coming no no apology don't don't worry baby episode 76 is uh definitely going to get the apology in episode 76 so we sit there we're listening it's coming it's coming fee gonna get your apology after the end of the episode she gives me a look she says what was that i said oh it was episode 76 i'm, I'm sure it's coming in episode 77 babe he says well Mr. Brian Simpson, Mr. U.S. of fucking A, doesn't like to be kept waiting. Let me tell you about being kept waiting. Me and all those poor OnlyFans girls and all those poor formerly nice-ass crack-addicted hoes, we've been waiting. We've been waiting for two fucking episodes for our apology from Mr. Simpson, and I don't think we're going to get it, Tony. Look, that is not true. Listen, I will apologize to any crack-addicted hoe that asked me for it in person. Like every any crackhead with fat ass that they would have formerly fat ass to walk up to me and demands an apology. And you have to you have to point out the specific episode that you're offended by with timestamps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just for my convenience. But yeah, of course, um uh I'm sorry. But maybe I'm not sorry because I like hearing Tony uh in distress um over there. I don't know, Fee. I don't know. I mean, I could say the words, but, you know, they'll ring hollow, you know, like those crackheads' asses. <laughs> no, that's that, was, that wasn't even a good uh, pun. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a great offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. You never know what's going to happen in an exciting season like this. The only thing you can definitely count on are incredible offers from DraftKings Sportsbooks. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbooks app now and use code BS. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BS the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. cdkngco slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility for deposit restrictions apply. <sighs> Cocaine sharks may be feasting on drugs dumped off the Florida coast. Really? Um, with the massive amounts of drugs washing up on beaches and being pulled out of the ocean by authorities each year, marine biologist Tom Hurd wanted to investigate. The deeper story here is the way that the chemical pharmaceuticals and illicit drugs are entering our waterways. 
But what the fuck? What, 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 what are we supposed to do about that? Not have cocaine? Oh man! So this is crazy. This is cocaine. At sixty feet below the surface, a sandbar shark was seen swimming in tight circles, appearing fixated on an object that was not there, according to the show. That sounds like coke. All right. He probably had a ton of great ideas. So does that mean like we got us to be out keep feeding them? What what happens if they go through withdrawal? says, for their final experiment, they dropped imitation bales of cocaine from an airplane to simulate how the drugs might actually get into the shark's ecosystem. Multiple shark species made a beeline for the fakes, the scientists observed. Heard said their experiments don't prove that there are drug-addicted sharks consuming cocaine off Florida. More experiments would have to be repeated, and there could be a wide number of environmental reasons why the sharks responded in such a way. So what do you... Is is this fun? Is this fun for you, Rob? That the that there's cocaine addicted sharks out there. Yeah, I think um, we do so much fucked up shit to to nature. At least we're get. At least the sharks are getting high. Yeah, but for how long? I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I imagine. I think we're you, gonna. If you eat a fucking bale of cocaine, I mean that's probably several kilos, right? I mean of, of cocaine. Um. It's also, isn't it going to be like in the water and shit and get, I mean, because the water's going over their gills. Does cocaine yeah, but enter a shark's bloodstream the same way? Ah, uh, man, that's no telling. But I mean, but either way, I mean, whether it's going down its throat or through its gills, I mean, a lot of that cocaine's getting in the shark. You know, and uh, I'm surprised it wouldn't make them have a heart attack, you know. Sharks are pretty fucking big. Because, yeah, I mean, good thing the fentanyl doesn't get put in the cocaine until afterwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of which, I thought we talked about this already, but maybe we just missed it. This this would have been an elephant in the room maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> but Michael Orr, the you know the Blind Side controversy. Yeah. If you're not keeping up, The Blind Side was a movie about a white, rich family that adopted a homeless black kid and taught him how to play football, and uh, and he ended up getting drafted to the NFL and making millions of dollars and uh, all this. Um, um, and that family's the Tui family, um, who were already rich um, when they adopted Michael Orr, who they didn't actually adopt, and who also already knew how to play football. Um, and uh, so basically, uh, he alleges that uh, the Tuies did not adopt him. They, they instead um, they instead got a conservatorship over him. We remember conservatorship from the Britney Spears debacle. It means they control his whole life. They can make deals in his name, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now he already knew that he signed up to a conservatorship, but he being ignorant thought that the conservatorship was him being adopted. Right. Um, and he didn't find out until recently that they never actually adopted him, that they, the deal they set up paid, uh, them and their, biological children all a cut of the proceeds from the movie and gave him nothing. Um, yeah. 
So, and then they've continued, even though they knew that they didn't really adopt him, they continued to make money off the premise that they did, you know. So, you know, I mean, listen, guys, we know what this is. Because people were making jokes alluding to the suspiciousness of the story way back when it came out. You know, the blind side. Um, And people, and of course, you know, people are always suspicious if a rich white family adopts a poor black child. You know, now they also happen to be boosters at Ole Miss, where Michael happened to go. Now, he was a five-star recruit. I mean, he was already well sought after um, before he moved in with them. And listen, and for some, some of the people don't believe the notion that maybe they only adopted him so he would go to Ole Miss. But let me tell you something. A lot of these boosters are crazy than a motherfucker. You know, when they, when you, especially when it's one of these uh, towns or places that doesn't have a professional team, you know, towns like that in, in, in the South where all they have is, is a high school team. Everyone in the town is obsessed with that team, including the older people. They And there's always a rich person that, like, you know, the boosters are people that raise money for the school or give money to the school. You know, these are like super fans of a high school team and super fans of a college. and You know, so they're, they're involved. And it is not even close to beyond the pale for a booster to go so far as to adopt a kid or trick a kid into thinking they're being adopted so they'll play at their school. If, if, if he was that dude for real, for real, or they thought, oh, this guy's going to gonna win us some championships. Yeah, they do that shit. Um, they buy also, trucks, they buy houses, they buy all kinds of shit. Yeah. I mean, c- c- and, and listen, it's not, it's not beyond um, re- feasible that, that the, the, uh, the Tui family had good intentions and blah, 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 but... The tricky part, the suspicious part there is, okay, why did you use a conservative ship instead of real adoption? Because that's an option, you know? Why did you use a conservative ship and convince him that it was adoption rather than just adopt him if you, if you had pure intentions, you know? Why did you find it necessary to make deals on his behalf and then sign a deal that gives you money and not him when, for you selling his story? Right? Why did you embellish the story to? Uh, so here's the other, here's the other thing too, and the movie made him look dumb, you know, which kind of affected his career in a way he claims. Um, but they definitely owed a man some bread. I mean, that's shady as fuck. You gonna write a movie about my life and cut me out the deal and give your kids some of the money? That's crazy. Um. So and they and they still to this day call call him their adopted son. According to this, the how do you say their name? Tui? I'm, that's how Tui I'm children? Yeah. Were paid $225,000 each in addition to 2.5% of the movie's defined net proceeds. Um, which, you know, everybody knows about Hollywood accountant, accounting, so who knows what that 2.5% is worth. But it's not worth nothing considering that the movie was made uh, $309 million in box office, not counting... Streaming, windowing. Yeah, I mean, 
this, you know, because I obviously I'm biased against old rich white people, you know, <laughs> so I can't give a clear, um, you know, but, but, you know, gun to my head. If I had to choose who's lying here, I'm a, I'm gonna say the two he's lying. You know, now obviously it's all gonna come out in court. Um, I'm hesitant to just jump on and pick sides because you know, ooh, that feels so bad when you're wrong later. But it's looking like the Tuies are full of shit. You know, they definitely couldn't put. They know? definitely couldn't put me on a jury. Uh, did you know people who were recruited? Uh, obviously, not in this manner necessarily. But did you know people growing up who got involved with uh, like boosters stuff? Shit. Like boosters and shit like that. Oh yeah, by you know it's schools. one. It's always the kid at the school, you know that. I, you know, whereas obviously everyone that that dude's gonna go to the league or at least be at least go to a D one school. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, they all these all these recruitment efforts and stuff. You know, they all skirt the rules because that's the thing. That's the thing is like the boosters. So another thing that the boosters get involved in is they can. You know, you're like you're not allowed to accept gifts or get paid. You used to not be able to. Mm-hmm. So they would get the boot. You know, say like say the booster like owned a car dealership. Well, they would. You know, obviously the coach can't go. I'll give you a car if you play for us. But the booster can. The booster can go. Oh, mm-hmm. the, you know, a car just arrives at your mama house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That type of shit. So, <clears throat> yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a few people. I mean, I wasn't friends with these people, but I've seen it happen. I've seen a few people. It was like all of a sudden they dressing better, you know. And all of a sudden they're like, "I'm going to Ole Miss." You know, you're like, okay, yeah. Um, what do you think about uh, the people who suggest just allowing schools to pay uh, college athletes? Well, I don't think that's what's happening. You, you you're saying you saying what do I think about people that no, no, no. advocate? Yeah, some some people are advocating for that change to be made, where they say, "Look, these student athletes make a ton of money for these schools, and uh, most of them don't make it to the league. Like that's always been the carrot, right? Which is like, look, you go play for Ole Miss, you go play for LSU, you go play for USC, etc., and you have a chance to make it to the NFL, and that's where you get your payday, and." There's, it's seen as something untoward if student athletes are being paid. Well, well, well the rule, the, employees. The rule that just changed was that now they the school the schools are not allowed to pay them directly, but they but right. they are allowed to make money off their yes. likeness and stuff like that. Yes, and um and maybe they get a cut of the jersey sales. I'm not sure either about that either. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm for that in principle, but. But the problem would the problem would then be this, you know, not everyone, not every student athlete is bringing in the same amount of revenue. You know, they're superstars on the team, mm-hmm. so do they get more than everyone else? See that you have a hard time. So then you have to get into everybody negotiating contracts, and, and college rosters are significantly larger than pro rosters. So then you you right. have to you know come up with you know and obviously just because the the solution is complicated doesn't mean that that shouldn't be the solution, but they have to really figure that shit out. They don't want to though. They've been making you know they've been making money off black athletes for a long time. You know it's mm-hmm. just ex, it's just exploitation, plain and simple. And 
Um, you know, because what, what the fuck is the NCAA? What is that? Who is that? You know, they get the same, you know, they get the same billion dollar contracts, <laughs> not the same exact ones, but they get very lucrative con- um, broadcast contracts, mm-hmm. you know, and for the longest time, the players get none of that money. I think the players need to get some of that money. You know? Do you think that the that college athletes should have a union or something yep. of that nature? Yep. I, I mean, I think that's the only thing. That's the only thing they can do. But that, right. but the, but again, it would be so difficult for a co- for college athletes to organize. You know, because they're all different divisions. They're all different states. They all go to different schools. Um, the like you said, the competition is fierce. And they're all just a few years away from going to the league and making money anyway. So it's like, who for that to work, the the people with the most potential earning power would have to all be on board. And you're talking and you're right. talking tens of thousands of athletes, student athletes, all on the same page when they're 18 and 19. I don't think so. And so many of them just <clears throat> want to play. I mean, because think about how you were when you were 18. If you were a top prospect for college football, a lot of them, they, all they have in front of them is they want to play for a major program. You know, right. They want to go to a D1, and that's enough, and they'll make sacrifices for that. Yeah, man. You know, you know what I would do is I would just I – if I thought we was on our way somewhere, I would wait till we got to the bowl game, and then I just wouldn't play in that. <laughs> Sit in. Sit in on the fifty-yard line till they pay us. Oh no, 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 no! I would let the I, would, I wouldn't stop them from playing the game, but I would make sure that you know, if I like, if I was that big star that everybody was depending, on, I would just not yeah, play. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Have Have you seen um, BSI on uh, on Max? A documentary about the yeah. Ohio school. Well, it's BSI. not real, but yeah, it's about um, I forget the guy's name, but he was a coach who made a fake school called Bishop Sycamore. Oh, which yeah. Which is sort yeah, of yeah. like a last chance you, but for high school students, but some of them weren't high school students. Right, right, right. And did he not realize this? No, he's a scam artist. He's a total he's a total fucking scam artist. And he was using like the quote unquote I, I put students in air quotes because there wasn't an actual school, but he was he was um dangling the carrot in front of them that, hey, come play for me. You can play against AMG. You'll be on ESPN. You can get some varsity tape. Then you can use that to parlay yourself onto a D1 uh, squad, yada, yada, yada. But meanwhile, what he was actually doing was he was committing identity theft, and he was taking out mortgages and credit cards and shit and loans in their names with their uh, social security numbers. But, I mean, these kids were desperate, you know? So they they would do anything just to get the opportunity to play on a national stage like that, and he took advantage of that. Documentary is good. A strong recommend for the. Oh, I'm gonna I'm fuck with it. If you want underwear that's gonna make your dick look great and feel amazing, you've got to check out Sheath Underwear. Here's how it works: There's one pouch for your dick and one pouch for your balls, so everything isn't all mashed together all day. Created by U.S. Army Sergeant Robert Patton, Sheath was made to withstand the heat of the Iraqi desert, so you know it'll keep you cool while hitting the treadmill at your air-conditioned gym. Um, I personally use Sheath. I've replaced all my underwear with it. I don't, uh, again, I wish they would make the dick pouch a little a little more girthy, you know, 
Um, but uh, but I love the balls. I love not having my balls up against my legs, and uh, I will advocate this forever. It's hard to talk to everyone about their balls, so uh, you know I've converted. I'm converting at someone every week. I'm I'm switching somebody over because it's one of those things that you don't know you need till you have it, and you're like, oh man, why was I doing this the other way? Um, I will show you guys, but my dick is in a pouch. I mean, my balls are in a pouch right now. Um. Uh, my dick looks and feels amazing, and yours will too. Stock up on sheath underwear and give those crown jewels some airflow, okay? Uh, go to sheathunderwear.com and use code BS to get 20% off your first order, plus sheath underwear's 100% money-back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code BS. Get sheath underwear, support the show, support your balls. Oh, we got an update on the story. Officer who put woman in police car hit by train didn't know it was on the tracks. Defense says, "Uh, what?" <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is pretty good. A Colorado police officer accused of putting a handcuffed woman in a parked police car that was hit by a freight train did not know the car was parked on the tracks. The officer the lawyer says, "Uh, that's still manslaughter, bro. What you talking about?" <laughs> also, how did you not know? I mean, because you can't say you didn't know the whole time because you sure the fuck knew when you ran away. Do y'all remember this? You remember this video? We can play it. We can play it for the people. Yeah, a, a, a while a, a back, I want to say it was last year, a, car, a, a police officer pulled a lady over, and, and, they, and the police officer parked on the train tracks. And then they pulled, they pulled her out of her car and put them in the back of their car. And then... Realized a train was coming and just ran and let her, let their police car get hit by the train with this lady in the back seat without even trying that to help her. You know, and if you are, you can watch the video yourself and you you decide whether they had time to be heroes or or not. You know, I've gotten a little soft on because you know because I know like I know every cop ain't a bad cop. I know that like it's cool to be like all oh, cops are bastards or whatever, but that's not true, right? Some of them are just like because I watch I watched both I watch YouTube channel. One is called Audit the Audit, and it's where they catch cops doing you know they they catch cops doing fucked up shit or whatever. And I, and I found another one yesterday. I found a couple a few more since then. Where like some of them. It's like these cops are being caught being corrupt. Like when a cop pulls over another cop, that type of shit. I, you know, I saw one mm-hmm. yesterday where, where like uh, they pulled over their police chief because he was drunk. He was fucking wasted and driving crazy. And they pulled him over. And it was like this whole tense thing between the two cops about whether they needed to turn off their body cams and all this other shit. You know? And then I've seen other ones mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, this cop was totally in the right. Like the like the one, um, you know, because this is where you lose me. I uh, uh, I saw a video came out yesterday where a, 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 a cop he he shot a lady. I think she wanted to commit because he he stopped her and she was she was on the wrong side of the of the road. She was driving on the wrong side of the road, and he pulled her over. Mm-hmm. And he seemed to be wanting to help her. Like, hey, what's going on? You on the wrong side of the road? Like, are you okay? Like, what's going on here? And she pulled a gun on him. He fucking shot her. Damn, you know. And it's like, what, is, what else? What are you? What else are you supposed to do in that situation? You know, because even even then, some people were like, "Well, he could have tased her." Like, shut the fuck up! You can't. Ta- what are you talking about? So some, if somebody pulls a gun on you, 
you know, t- tasing them ain't going to necessarily save your life. You know? Correct. Especially when you're trying to help that person. Like, because he didn't escalate the situation. All the stuff you see shitty cops do, he didn't do none of that. He came over there with empathy, concern, blah, blah, blah. And then she pulled out a gun and he, you know, his reflex. And he was fucked up afterwards. Like, he's still on tape crying, you know. He was like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. You know, so my point is. It's a traumatic event. um, I mean, my, my, my point is, these are bad cops. This is this is this is this is this guy. This cop is not. These cops are not heroes, okay? Because 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 this woman didn't die, if I'm not mistaken, right? But she's fucked up. So yeah, she has permanent so, brain injuries. And yeah. So I mean, who's who's responsible? Whose fault is this? It can't be nobody's. What do you mean you didn't know your car was on it? Well, let's let's read what they got to say. While evidence will show Officer Jordan Stank Stanky stood on the railroad tracks during a night traffic stop on September 16, 2022, she did not know that an officer she was assisting had parked his car on the tracks. Defense lawyer Mallory Revel said in an opening statement, the woman inside, Yarina Rios Gonzalez, suffered extensive injuries, including a traumatic brain injury. The tracks were completely flush with the road, nothing to trip over, and there were no illuminating crossing signs or gates at the railroad crossing in the rural area. Just two reflective signs on either side of the tracks, Rebel said. Okay, so would you, if you, okay, if I ran a stop sign and said I didn't see the reflective sign, would you accept that? I don't know. Prosecutors would not be able to prove that she acted recklessly by leaving the woman in the patrol car, Revel said. You cannot disregard a risk of which you are unaware, no matter how obvious that risk may later seem. In her opening statement, Deputy District Attorney Lacey Wells noted Stanky had walked across the train tracks several times during the incident, including when she escorted Rios Gonzalez to the patrol car after arresting her. She did not lay out exactly what Stanky knew, but she said prosecutors would present evidence about her state of mind. The court will see and hear evidence from which the court can infer the defendant's mental state at the time she select she elected to place Yarina Rios Gonzalez in the Platteville patrol car parked on the railroad tracks instead of her own patrol unit that was safely parked to the west of the railroad tracks. Hmm. Previously released police video shows officers searching Rios Gonzalez's truck. As the train approaches with its horn is well, with its horn blaring, other footage shows officers scrambling as the train approaches and slams into the vehicle. Stanky, who was working for the Fort Lupton Police Department, was following her training, which taught her to focus on patting down the suspect, getting her in the nearest patrol car, and then making sure there was no one else in Rio Gonzalez's vehicle who could be waiting to ambush police. The officer from the nearby Platteville Police Department, who worked the patrol car on the tracks, is also being prosecuted for misdemeanor counts of reckless endangerment. Stanky is being prosecuted for criminal attempt to commit manslaughter, a felony reckless endangerment, and third-degree assault, both misdemeanors. There's no jury for the trial, which is scheduled to end Friday. Well, well, well if there's no jury, so this is just a judge-only thing? Well, we know how this is Yeah, you can, you, can, you, you, can, you can waive jury trial and just have a judge here. Oh, so you think the officer waived jury trial? Yeah, for sure. I don't, th- I don't think a police officer should be able to do that. Well, I agree with you. I mean, <laughs> in, a, in a criminal trial, I mean, that's crazy. Uh, Rios Gonzalez yeah. is suing over her treatment after being arrested when a driver reported 
She had pointed a gun at him during a road rage incident. The lawsuit accused three officers of acting recklessly and failing in their duty to take care of her while she was in their custody. I mean, yeah, listen, listen, I'm sorry. But, you know, if if somebody gets hit by a train in your custody, you don't get to go, oopsies. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't get to go, my bad. Who, who, who knew there was a train here? Like, you can't. Cause then, it, cause what does that mean? That means it's no one's fault. It was just a freak accident. I don't know if you can get away with that. You, you, you're responsible for those people. No, now, intentional, intentionally committing manslaughter is a whole other thing. I mean, I would have to hear some other shit for me to believe that it was intentional. You know, ah, uh, but who knows? You know, especially in these these like rural towns, you never know who the fuck is corrupt. And, yeah, but I, but I don't. Know. Well, it can also be just to highlight. I mean, it changes from state to state, but the intentional component of the law doesn't necessarily mean that you intend the result, but that the action that you took that immediately precipitated the result was intentional, right? So, so if you if you intentionally park the car on the train tracks, but you don't, you don't, that doesn't necessarily mean that you intended for a train to hit the fucking car. Right. 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 So the question, question is like where the accidental aspect of it comes in. But I think what this highlights is a fucked up element about the way that the law treats cops, which is this notion that she's absolved of responsibility for this because she didn't notice the two giant fucking railroad crossing signs right, on right. either side of the train tracks. But that's what I mean. It's like that excuse would not work for a non-cop. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you don't get to say you because it's your job to know. So the fact that you didn't know is you know you don't get away with shit because you didn't know. That makes sense. You're supposed to know. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's like I mean, because that could be like, hey, I'm going to bounce your fucking head off the concrete. I didn't know that would kill someone. It's like, well, so what? Ignorance, ignorance of the law is not an excuse, right? I mean, they, I guess we, we say that a lot, but it can be. You know, I once got out of a ticket because um, um, I, got, I got, so in San Diego, you're not allowed to smoke within so many feet of the train stations. And I was walking, I was walking down the street. I wasn't even used, I wasn't even going to the train station. I was just walking by it. And I got stopped and given a ticket. It was like one of those days of the year where they were just like, we giving everybody tickets for everything. And I got a ticket for smoking smoking at the train station. But then I went back and recorded my the path that I was walking. And the only place it tells you you can't smoke is on the other side of the sign. So it's like I wasn't just walking and defying the law. The signs were in front of me, but they were turned around. So it's like there was no sign facing the other way. So there was no way for me to know that I wasn't allowed to smoke. You know, and I got yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, the, similar similar thing happened to me one time. One time I got pulled over for driving in a bus lane, and uh, I didn't know that I was in a bus lane. And the reason why I didn't know is because there was a, a what do you call it? a a tree foliage. You know, yeah, basically, like it wasn't like a tree, but it was like a big bush, right? That was kind of overgrown and was covering up most of the sign. 
So I just didn't see it, and you get out of it that way. That's that's different, though. Right. Like, there's but, nothing right. like that happening yeah. in this instance. So no, but but, but what I mean is uh, the 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 saying that ignorance of the law is no excuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is is not always applicable. You know, it's like if there if there was a if there was a way for you if there was a reasonable way for you to know, and you didn't know. The not knowing isn't isn't an excuse. I mean, a big giant neon sign is is a pretty good excuse. And 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 the other the other thing is like the fact that no one made it, no no one noticed the train barreling yeah. towards them until it was too late. And the, and and the fact that that no one made any attempt at all to save her. You know. It's like that's a, right. at, at the very least that's a dereliction of your duty because the moment you put somebody in handcuffs, you are responsible for their safety. You know, so right. I, you know, I don't buy all that. I don't buy all that. Take some responsibility. You know. Well, I have a prediction, Brian. Because if you look at, I, I think the reason why they went for a judge trial or a bench trial over a um, jury trial oh, is we because know. if you look. If you look at the pictures, it's fucking train tracks with reflective <laughs> signs on either side in the international sign for fucking train tracks, a big white X, right? And it says train crossing on it or rail crossing on the sign. But, but when, this, uh, when this judge issues their decision, the facts of the case in their decision are going to paint a very different picture. Which is which is what often happens. Mm. The ju- yeah. the judge's description of the scene will be technically accurate, but make it, it it will heavily imply that there was no way this cop could have known that there were train tracks underneath the car. When just glancing at an at a picture of the scene of the crime, uh, it makes it obvious. Yeah, I mean, definitely gross negligence, you know, at the very least, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I don't know. And they're also going to split it where it's like the one, the cop who parked the car there. Well, it's not his fault because he didn't put the woman in the car. And then you go, oh, then it has to be the person who put her in the car's fault. It was like, no, 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 it's not her fault because she didn't she park didn't the car know. there. Yeah, so right. okay, then I guess it's nobody's fault. This woman just magically was hit but by that a woman. Train. That woman shouldn't have got pulled over. That's, that's, seems like it's clearly Facts. the fault of the criminal. <laughs> God, yeah, man. Bad, bad boy, good boy law. You can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up, man. Um, one more, one more, one more. Actually, I'm going to find a random one. Actually, do we have any more emails? Let me see here. We do have another voicemail. Is it from who? From who? From Big Dog. It's a question about music. Brian, it's your boy Big Dog. Um, I had a question for you about music. Um, I was wondering what kind of music you grew up with listening to. Um, what was the first album you ever listened to? Did you like jazz, blues, rock and roll, punk rock, hip-hop, uh, R&B? Uh, yeah, let me know, man. Um, I love listening to new music. So, uh, any... Uh, References would be cool. All right, take it easy, bud. Bye. Mm. Well, it's, I mean, it's hard to say what the first album is I ever listened to intentionally. But I think I, st- I started intentionally listening to music um, 
late middle school, early high school. So probably so the <clears throat> so I guess the first album I ever owned because I stole it was uh, Fuji's The Score, which is still classic um, Apple. It might or it might have been the Roots Things Fall Apart. Because I think I think those came out around all in the same year. So no, no, it was a year before. So Fuji's a score, and then uh, uh, <clears throat> Tupacalypse Now. Um, and then after that, I think it was uh, uh, Biggie's first album, um, Life uh, Ready to Die. So I think those were the first three albums that like I personally owned and like played. My stuff on. <clears throat> yeah, I stole a lot of CDs back in the day because Sam Goody's security was bullshit. Um, I got caught though. Um, what's, well, no, what's funny is I didn't. I never got caught in the Sam Goody. I, I got caught stealing from other stores while I had the shit I stole from Sam Goody. You know. Wow. Yeah, I had a little. I had a little streak there in high school where I was just fuck going stores and yeah, gang, 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 gang. You know, I've, and I ain't even—I didn't know the rules. I didn't know they wasn't allowed to chase you because when I got caught, I didn't run. I, but I would—if I had known that, I would have took off. Yeah, you know. yeah. I used but to anyway. steal anime from Suncoast Video. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was so thrilling, so thrilling. You know, it was expensive, man. Yeah, and I remember when I so the, I, I got caught shoplifting twice, and I remember both times two different foster mothers were like. If you needed something, you could have just asked me. I was like, you wouldn't have bought that shit. Stop that. <laughs> it say explicit lyrics right here on this motherfucker. You know you wouldn't have bought that. Stop playing. If I'd have asked you for like some, some gospel cocoa butter or something, you'd have bought that shit. I got to ask for boring shit. Um, Did you get in trouble for listening to explicit lyrics? No, no, but... I would have had to buy. I would have had to buy that shit with my own money. I don't think I, I didn't have any false parents that um, wouldn't let me. Li- they were like gave a fuck what control would mute, but they you know they didn't hear what I was listening to. So maybe who knows how they would have reacted? But they definitely weren't gonna buy that shit. No, 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 no. So it was it was it, it, you know it was a weird it was a weird thing. But I'll never forget. Listen to Fuji's score. I still think that's one of the cla- that's one of the most classic. Like it's a perfect album. The score, yeah, yeah, from start to finish, it's one. It's one of the most. It's one of the best albums in, in history ever made. You know, and uh, I'm guessing that's mostly Miss Lauren Hill because then she followed it up with Miss Education Lauren Hill, which is also one of the best albums ever made. Um. Yeah, that was time. It was some motherfucking music coming out in the '90s, man. We forget all the shit music, but it was a lot of great classic, uh, classic joints. Yeah, I remember when uh, when the Blackout albums came out with Red Man and Method Man. <sighs> Another classic, classic, start to finish, just unbelievable. You know, I'll never forget the day I listened to that because that was also right when I started smoking weed. You know. And so the first time I listened to music on weed, it was that album. And it blew me a fucking way. Oh, man, I'm going I'm to listen to that today. That's going to be my pre-show album music. Um, yeah, I like that. That's a good question. I mean, but obviously, if you're a music head, I'm, you, you, that's, that's all music that you probably already have heard of, especially if you're a hip-hop head, you know. 
So maybe you haven't heard of other people. I recommend Saba. Um, he's a Chicago guy. Fucking um, awesome. No Name just dropped an album. Um, Earth Gang. They don't miss. Earth Gang don't miss. Saba don't miss. Um, uh, do Mick Jenkins is dope too. So it's it's a lot of and you know and obviously it's a lot of stuff slipping my mind. Jay Soldier, local Austin guy. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of look because I'm always looking for some. I'm always digging through the crates, if you if you will, digitally. Look, I'm always looking for some new sound, and I don't just listen to I don't just listen to rap music. I listen to you know, I would think my my running playlist is what they would call uh, eccentric. You know, it can go all that. Um, I just, a, a song that just put a bug in my ear that like I can't stop listening to it. So it's it's been in my daily rotation. Is a it's from Die Antwood of all things, the Antwood. I think it's the Antwood because they usually they usually made like crazy fucking punk music or punk rock music or. Just wild, crazy shit, but they they dropped a hip hop album. At least I, that's not true. I've only heard the song called. Yeah, they're they're mainly hip hop. Dion Fort. Oh well, the song's called "Open the Door." Uh, oh, they mostly they mostly hip hop. Yeah, they're mostly hip hop. I remember when they first came because you you're talking about Ninja and Yolani Visser, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nah, but it was it was it's a catchy it's a catchy song. It's called catchy song called "Open the Door," and they've got like Swahili in the hooks or something. Anyway, it was pretty cool. Um, but like little shit like that, a good song's a good song, you know. And if, if I share music with you, it means I really fuck with you, or I'm trying to fuck. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> what it, what uh, do you use Spotify? Do you use Apple Music? What do you use? Do you think you could? Do you think you could? Do you think you could tell whether you wanted to date someone based just based on the music they sent you? And like you send them music, they send you music back. You exchange ten songs. Do you think you you could decide whether you, if they're even worth dating based on those ten songs? No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. No, no. Now you see them, and you you you've seen them. You already know if the, if they're if you're if they're attractive to you. You know, like y'all exchange numbers, and in the first text, they send you a song. What I'm saying is, is there is there is there a combination of songs you could be sent to be like, you know what? There's no point in us going out. You have terrible oh, taste. Possibly, yeah, possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I don't think there's any like, unless it's like real right wing country or something like that, like contemporary country I well, doubt the, my, see my I thing is I, I i i wouldn't need i wouldn't need my partner to um to listen to uh, everything i listen to but there would have to be some kind of music we could enjoy together because i play i play music i play music loud and and, and, and my that, you know that was another problem with my exes this bitch didn't like loud music and i'm like well dog, why you date black people because like i we i don't know I don't know any black people that don't clean the house with music playing. Who are these psychopaths that clean the house to quiet to silence? And I need music for everything. Like I need, if I'm gonna get anything done, I need music playing. And if preferably through the whole house. That's just how I grew up. When it was, you know, 
when it was time to clean the house, everything was done, but it was music blasting through the house, and everybody had a task, and we all knocked it out, you know? And so I can't, I can't, you know? And so if you ain't comfortable with music blasting, then we don't have any kind of taste in common with what we enjoy being blasted. It's like, I don't know if I, that's like me, that's like me and somebody that don't like to cuddle, like don't like to be touched. Ugh, I might as well marry a witch. You ice cube. Could you tell that from like a 10 song playlist though? Because, you know, if somebody were to look at my 10 most played tracks or something like that, they're all going to be metal, but that's not all I listen to, you know? So like if my wife were to just look at that, there wouldn't be any overlap, but we do have some overlap. No, because I'm not talking about listening to your top 10 tracks. I'm talking about, these are tracks that you're intentionally sending going, I think you'll love this. Like this is Oh, okay, like, yeah. Like you can I'm, definitely I'm sending tell. these tracks. It's like almost think of it almost like um like a Tinder profile, but it's just music. You know, it's like it's like this represents me. You know? Cause, cause also it's like I put it to you like this too. So you've been with your wife for how long now? Uh nine years. Nine years. I bet you, there you can you can be in a random place and hear a song you never heard before and go oh she would love this one hundred percent right you know what I'm saying so it's like and so so that's the other side of it it's like if you send me a song like oh you'll love this and it's and I don't I'm like it's almost like somebody giving you a gift where you're like why the fuck did you think I would I would like this I see what you're saying you know what I mean it's almost like there's a disconnect there where it's like oh you aren't. You know, and, and maybe you know, I threw the number ten out there, but maybe there's the, there's a more nuanced, uh, or, or even a more complex version of 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 this. Maybe it needs to be more than ten or whatever. But but what I'm saying is something is being conveyed when you send a song to somebody, and right. if you don't like that conveyance, whatever's coming across, whatever's being communicated, it can be off putting. But if you send me a song I love. Oh shit, that makes my dick hard. Especially like it's the same as like um I I'm very I love when I love when 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 women teach me something. Like an expert. I'm surprised there ain't any more scientists out here getting fucked. You know, because if you if you if you got some expertise, that shit's sexy to me. You know what I mean? Like you like you are hands down, no doubt, smarter than me and some shit. That oh I love and you're passionate about it. That's the other thing passion like oh shit you fucking know everything about fucking cellophane or whatever no that's awesome okay actually no that's not true it could be a boring it could be a thing that i don't think is interesting you know if you if you're an if you're an expert on donald trump or something i don't want to hear about that